Say nothing wild. Okay. Did it take? It took. Okay. All right, y'all. Let's go. Yeah. All right, we doing one night, you. Give you a chance to get into your rooms. Start your watch parties. You got a big show today. Big show. Big show today. Right? All right. I see y'all coming in the room. I see one. All right. You want Stan Moss page? Did it show for you, son? You got it. Friends, your friends, yeah, we're still muted. Your friends with him, right? night you we on we come on 4 30 we running a little tad 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 late but it happens call production y'all all right so we rolling i'm gonna crack the microphone stan moss you in i'm in the house yes sir sugar ray you in yo 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 what's good yeah so andrea coleman you in i'm here so it sounds like we're all set up. People start to sign into the room. And one, two, three, and boom. We hear you. One night yet. Oh, man, week three. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me do some light. Hold on. Let me get that. There you go. Hey, yeah. we, lit. we lit for real. We lit. Now we lit, baby. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so uh, we want to welcome you again to One Night Your, uh TV. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Rock Logic. And on the other side of the desk, I got my man, Stan Moss. Yes, sir. Stan, tell him who you is, man. My name is Gaines Stan Moss. Yeah. I am from Justice for All Coalition. I'm an organizer, right. born and raised in Lafayette Gardens. Mm-hmm. So I'm a, a, a NYCHA resident or a former NYCHA mm-hmm. resident. And um, we're here to talk about the issues. Cool. And then next to you, you have, please, introduce yourself. Sugar Ray, peace. First of all, I love this guy's name. <laughs> Sugar Ray, that's come on, man. That's mm-hmm. Sugar Ray, that's it. Robinson, you know what I'm saying? More that's like Robinson, right Sugar that's Ray the in the journey. house. <laughs> so, Sugar Ray, tell us what's happening. Oh, tell us man. about yourself real quick. Oh, I mean, just 36 year old dad, man. A brother just striving to make progress in our communities. Um, oh. Born in South Jamaica, Queens, raised in Queensbridge, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just again a brother for fighting for freedom. Word up, and then also. Last but not least, in the slightest, the biggest celebrity in the room, Sandrea Coleman. Hey, you know, she, she got her vote mask. How on. y'all doing? What's up with that vote mask? I'm trying to keep people motivated. What okay. they got to do. Hi, everyone. Okay. I'm a co-host of One Nightcha. Beautiful. So it's good to be here. I'm also a co-founder of the Holmes Isaacs Coalition. 
I'm an activist, organizer, and also I'm on my community board. Don't ask me which one, but I am <laughs> on a community board. <laughs> mm. I'm busy. I'm busy. Yes, yes, you're busy. So, Stan, back to you. Mm -hmm. Today's show, today's topic, what are we talking about? What's going on? Go. All right. What I want to do today is we have a, a very dynamic uh, young leader from Queensbridge, um, dynamic organizer, doing a lot of tremendous work uh, for us, for the Justice for All Coalition, our whole goal was trying to reach out to the youth. And it was always a challenge to get uh, more young people to get involved in this movement. You know, So hooking up with Brother Sugar Ray is like an entree to, to the youth because he speaks for the youth. He speaks their language. You know, So we're very excited to have him here on the show, to give him a platform to talk about all the amazing things he's doing. Um, last week we talked about um, going to uh, a, a, a tennis house. It was actually Sugar Ray's mother's house. Okay. So we told that story. So Sugar Ray can, can tell you more about that and kind of give us an update on what happened with his mom's apartment. He's also led marches. He's done a lot. Now, was that the uh, was that the apartment that we had the pictures of? That went up no, it wasn't that one. That was the one okay. where we uh, we marched down to the manager's office oh, um, yeah. where the sink was outside the bathroom for a while. Right. And the whole story and... You know, Sugar Ray brought myself and, and Lauren Ashcraft and Joc Jocelyn Taylor. He brought all of us together. Gotcha. And so we got there, we saw it, and the move was to go march down. And again, he led this march and helped us to, to move, make that move. And the work got, some of the work got done. So you could definitely give us an update on exactly what happened and, and keep it going. Well, you know what? Take it away, Sugar Ray. Well, Let's go. Uh, when I listened to the show that y'all did, you had made a mistake. You said the bathroom was like that for months. Okay. Bathroom was leaking and jacked up for three years. Maybe, uh, maybe longer than that. My daughter is three. She was born 2016. Talking to the mic for sure. My daughter is three. She was born in 2016. And I remember um, my ex-wife being pregnant and us having the same issue in my mom's bathroom of the bathroom leaking, of the you know the sink constantly overflowing. And the bathroom leaking like the ceiling above the toilet. So when you're on the toilet and the sink, the, the water leaks from upstairs, it's coming from the toilet water. Oh, right? wow. Filthy. And we made tons of complaints. Mm -hmm. um, and nothing got done. Um, yeah. They would come, they would look, and they would be like, oh, wow, this is a big job. <laughs> I just, uh, just want to give a big shout-out Cynthia Tibbs. She's in the room again. She said, what's up, Cynthia? I'm going to give you the beat, Cynthia. <laughs> hey, girl. There you go. What's up, Cynthia? I see you. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure to let you all know that she was in the room. Continue. Sugar um, no, but 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 Stan and Joyce and Taylor, who's running for mayor, and Lauren Ashcraft, who was running for Congress, and Mary Jo Biden, who was running for assembly, they came down, um, and we went right down to management, as Stan said, and addressed the issue. And since then, a couple of weeks, the bathroom has been done. Uh, they actually painted the whole apartment. They huh. did the room, the back room that wasn't even we didn't even really complain about. Okay, but oh, wow. they went overboard, and now they come in tomorrow to tile to retile uh, all of the floors. Oh, so they're getting the work done. They're getting the work done, and as I've been saying to people, like that's what you have to do. You have to like when we went into management, it was like, why is this tenant right? My mom, but Stan spoke. Why is this tenant's apartment like this? And we're not leaving until something is done. Okay. Right. And it I had think to that's be like the, that. I think, and I think that's the energy that we got to take in all of our housing developments. Like, we're not moving. We're not leaving this office. No one else is going to get help until these tenants, whether it's five that we do every week or six or whatever the number is. And I think it'll be more impactful if we organize it in Queensbridge. We organize it in your neighborhood. We organize Absolutely. it in as many hoods across the city in NYCHA and go at the same time on a Friday. Right. Like, right, that would shake right. the city. That would shake the city. All I right? like that so idea. So I think that's the type of move we got to be organized. We got to be in unison. We got to make the same exact move at the same exact time to really light a fire under their ass. Yeah, you see, when you put that into action like that, that's a, that's really a big deal because now 
you're not just talking. You and know I, what I'm and, saying? And I, I like that. And so the uh, word I like to use is demonstrate. That's demonstrate. demonstrating is different than protesting. Protesting is saying, yo, fix our apartments. We got problems in our apartments. We're not paying rent. That's cool. It works. That serves a purpose. But demonstrating is saying we're standing here. We're not moving until something happens. I like that. That's the difference. And that's we need to demonstrate more right. of what we want, what we demand, and the consequence if we don't get it, what's going to happen. You know what I like about what you're saying? Because I was in a conversation last night. I was at a barbecue, right? And one of the craziest things that's, that, that's happened in this, uh, with all this protesting that's going on, you know, finally politicians came to the table and they said, okay, what do you want? And it was a blank. Everyone was like, oh, yep. uh, sure. uh, yep. okay, you're protesting. What do you want? Yep. And they couldn't really say what they wanted. In this situation, you're saying exactly what we want. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You're going, look, this is what we want. It's not a question. Yep. There's no doubt. We ain't moving until this thing goes down. Yep. You know and, what I'm and, saying? And Stan, me and you have been talking about it for a couple of weeks, is uh, a lot of times when we are striving to destroy something, it's literally like like people like destroying, so people come along just to destroy, but they have no intention of what to replace it with. Mm. Right. So we destroy right, the right. system. We destroy all of the institutions that have built America and have propagated white supremacy and racism. Mm. Once we destroy them, then what? We need new schools. We need new hospitals. We need sure. stuff that is people-powered and people-centered. So sure. I know, and many of us do know exactly what we want. The problem is a lot of these uh, media outlets and a lot of these elected officials, they go to people who they know don't have a clue what they want just right. to sound good, just to complain, just say, oh, well, we listen to the people's issues. Right. But if there's no solution, then you didn't do anything about it. You listened, you yeah. went back, you talked about it, and that was it. And so the next time someone complained. That, that's where organizing comes into play. Absolutely. You know, as you get organized, you get your people, you have your demand, you have mm -hmm. your talking points, you know, you keep talking about the same, same thing, thing, same thing, yep. same, till it's embedded that every time you put it out, it makes sense. Yep. And you know what you want. So when you have your demands ready, that's all is about. A lot of people, yeah, a lot of people are out there with um, walking and marching just to be doing it yep. or just for photo ops and stuff yep. like that. But you gotta have the, your demand. You gotta be ready when they say, come have a seat with me at the yep. table. Absolutely. And and be ready for it. So Correct. yeah, definitely. What's up, Bonnie Lynn? Bonnie Lynn, is that Bonnie Lynn Simone's? Yes, no, Bonnie Lynn <laughs> Simmons. Simmons, S-E-R-M-O-N-S? Yes. Okay. Actually, I went to college okay. with Bonnie. Um, oh, wow. She did um, a great Juneteenth event um, on that day. Okay. So I'm going to give a big shout out to Bonnie. Thanks for tuning in. Okay. My Lafayette College um, person. Yes, yes, thank right, you. Yeah, as well as Kofi. We also went to college together. I see Kofi in the room. Uh, okay, yeah, you know what? Big shout out, y'all. I got to give him a Cool. Uh, what, last night at the barbecue, I realized that people didn't even know what they wanted, what they needed. And I had to really start the conversation. And I started the conversation. And I said to him, I said, um, listen, what we need is, number one, we need to have economic empowerment classes in the schools. I you see. know what I'm saying? Yes, now, no bust, and I'm not, you know, because you know, I had a rough week on Facebook. I said some stuff that apparently people were offended by, but fuck <laughs> it. But anyway, all right, listen, I'm going to say what I got to say. That's I, what the show is about. the truth, That's right? What to do. So the truth is we need economic empowerment classes from the time the kids hit junior high school, at the very least, so that we understand what credit is, so that we understand how to balance a checkbook from childhood, because that's what the Jews do. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Jews do that. They give the kid the credit card, right? They give them the credit card, um, um, and they're and they're and they're ten years old, and they got to teach them, and they teach them how to use the credit card and what the value of credit is. 
because I didn't know the value of credit. When I got a credit card when I was 18 in like 84, <laughs> dude, I, that was free money. Absolutely. And I was like, yo, and I went off, brought everything I want, and they would have wanted, didn't, didn't care about no credit score, didn't care about a credit rating, didn't know I needed it to buy a house and, and, and really live until when I went to go get a car. And they're like, well, what's your credit score? And I was like, what's the credit score? Wow. Absolutely. What's that, right? That's and cool. then I was in the toilet. I didn't pay American Express back. Like, I bugged out, but I didn't know. So one of the things that I said is that we need to have that. Yeah. And within the context of the school, and there's, there's a there's, there's a thing book, um, OSG, Off School Grounds, they're actually working on this actual concept. They're actually opening a business in the school. Okay. A Subway's. A Subway sandwich shop that the kids can manage. Now, now where is this happening? This is happening out in Jersey. It's okay. going to do that. And, okay. and so the kids can run a business, right? So why couldn't we bring something like that into the centers, right? Into the NYCHA centers where we're showing our kids, yeah. listen, this is a business. This is how you run a business. When you see these other schools, they have these programs where the kids are running a business. Absolutely. And, and it's, a, Yo, it's a mock business, right? Go ahead. Yo, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go ahead. Um, there's a sister in Queensbridge, Janae Robinson. She has a... Um, uh, uh, organization reading for smiles and she does like data analysts for schools um but she had her first second third grade and she does a um a, a youth uh, business expo every year and she had these young people creating business plans i remember maybe two three years ago the first year she did it i think it was an eight-year-old girl who created a website an app and everything and it's like because she gave them the agency and the empowerment and teaching them how to do it and why it's important but what happens i think is two reasons why we don't do that one um, as a parent myself and someone who had parents, I think a lot of us in our community, we are stuck on raising children, forgetting that we're raising adults. We're raising children to Correct. become adults. Correct. Right? Um, so we don't, we, we want to raise children and baby our children until they're of age and then expect them to be grown. Right. It's like, right. whoa, we're in other cultures. They know from birth that at 10, at 13, you're going to be an adult. And so from Three, the moment you could talk and speak and read, we are preparing you for that. Mm. Correct. Where we don't. We, oh, let the child have fun. And it's like, no, no, no. Work now, fun later. Because when you mm -hmm. have fun now, you work your rest of your life trying to recuperate and you never get it. So that people die poor. But if you work now from young, as early as you can talk and read, if you teach from then and you work, by the time you are 25, if you are in a certain field, you can be set for life. Yeah. And then you can have, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, I, I, I want to speak to that, too. You know, I grew up in McKinley houses, so shout out McKinley. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mom and dad was there, you know, and we had allowance. Let's go back to, you want to talk about teaching and, and fun, funds mm -hmm. for youth? We had allowance. Mm -hmm. And my brother and I, I was 12, he might be a little over, we opened our bank accounts with $200 a piece. And that's when the passbooks, I'm going back to passbooks. <laughs> right, sure, okay? that's right, sure. I remember right. that. And that, but it taught us. So we lived off our allowance. And if we needed other things, mm -hmm. we asked our parents. But we learned to manage money there. Now, with my one of my sons, the youngest one, his school, before they even, they were t doing banking there with the kids. Yes. They was telling them, bring their money. And they, they were doing it back then. It was Commerce. Now it's TD Bank. But they had something, a contract with them. And they were opening accounts. But he had already, I had already had him account. But we have to do these things for our kids Absolutely. and teach them, you know, how to manage my son had a checking account 
wasn't even writing checks. Sure. But he was able to use the card and do stuff, and he still does, and he still has that checking account till today. Nice. So, but nice. we have to, you know, do this as parents. You know, in the school, yes, it's great the economics and so forth. We had economics. I don't know what they're teaching our kids mm. now. And I was about to say that. Right, that's, and that's the, the difference. Yeah. And that's the well, other they're not problem. teaching them now. I can tell you, my son just graduated, mm -hmm. and I know throughout all his high school. They're not learning anything about financial literacy at right. all. Oh, and financial at all. literacy, they're that's not doing the word. it at all. And it's not Literate happening around in our finances. Yeah. And the other part with that, the systemic part, right, is they could, the, the agencies, organizations, they come to our community understanding that. So they want to break poverty by offering job development, right, right. or workforce development. And that's further in the poverty line. Like, that's keeping people in, 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 no matter what the positions are, if you're not teaching ownership, you're not mm -hmm. teaching wealth management, wealth building and management. Correct. Then you are keeping the same cycle going. You're just dressing it up in different names. And yeah, so that's why we got to call. Yeah. I think Teaching I, me to be a worker. Exactly. And I think <laughs> you said on the last show something that the elders say, tell the truth and shame the devil. Yeah, yeah, right? Let's tell the right. truth that these people are content on our people being stuck in poverty. So they do not want to teach us how to run businesses. They do not want to teach us finances, economics, how to do banks. They don't want to do it. So it's our job that's as right. parents and as community leaders, mm -hmm. right, to go. facilitate those things for that's ourselves right. and our own children, whether we do it in our apartments, whether we do it outside on the streets. We right. got to teach it in any space that is there. And I, I just want to add to that, especially for those who came out of NYCHA and have moved on and become bankers yep. and lawyers and doctors. We need more people that have come from that environment to come back right. and show the Mentor. others behind mm -hmm. how they did that so we can have some upward mobility in NYCHA. Mm -hmm. But I find in many ways, many cases that does not happen. Not and, enough, as and, it should. And you know what the problem with that is? Is that people have to understand the first time you do it, it ain't going to be easy. Right. Yep. That's just what it is. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? People might not be not, might necessarily be receptive yep. to it, whatever's <laughs> happening. But if you keep doing it, persistence overcomes resistance. 100%. If you keep doing it, then guess what? We start going, oh, that's what that's about? Okay, dope. You know, so don't get discouraged Discouraged if the first time you did it, it didn't really work out. Yeah, right. Right? You know what I'm saying? But I got to say something real quick yes. just to address what's on the screen. You can email us at onenightyourtv at gmail.com um, if you have any complaints. I just, you know, we're, we're doing a whole show, right, and we're talking about different things, and One Night is about economic empowerment. But I also want to let people know that you can call in and join the conversation. Yeah. Be live on the air. You can call in. What's the number? It is 908-242-6234. That's 908-242-6234. You can call in. And if you have any complaints about what's going on in Absolutely. your apartment right now, please join the show. Yeah. Please join the show. We had a really great show last week where people were actually voicing their complaints live on the air and sent you know letters in and we started right. getting emails so you know i just wanted to keep the and spirit I, of the show in that can yes. i add to that Sandra, Sandra and if Coleman. anybody is interested in being on, on the show either physically or remotely email us we'll book you and have you on the show absolutely 100 percent. back to you stan so I want to ask again, Sugar Bear, I know yes, you led, sir. we had a, a march, we, uh, a demonstration, maybe, a demonstration. <laughs> he, he hates the word march, clear. okay, so we had, tell, tell folks a little bit of, uh, about that, and also how, I guess, the racial makeup of NYCHA mm. relates to the Black Lives Matter movement and, and institution racism, how, how do you see all that kind of combining, because I know you spoke about those issues during your, during your talk. Um, repeat the question. Okay, so I'm going to face, so... How do I mean? I know we're having a lot of movements and, and demonstrations and people out in the street. You know, how do we relate 
to, to the struggle in NYCHA, to the how does the struggle in oh. NYCHA relate to that? You know, how does it intersect? You know, how do we how do we make that big movement in NYCHA similar to what's happening in the whole Black Lives Movement? How do we get more people involved? How do these issues relate? Um, how do you feel they relate? I mean, everything is relative, right? Everything is related. It's all a result um, of white supremacy, mm-hmm. right? Of structural racism. Um, whether it's housing, whether it's the police terrorism, and a lot of times we focus on police brutality, right? When they are violent. Police terrorism is what propagates police brutality because if you're not in our communities with guns while we're peaceful, it will never get to, you will never get an opportunity to brutalize us. So we have to speak about the terrorism first. Okay. When you're there with guns in a community while children are playing basketball. Like, and we teach children a person with a gun is bad, and then they see these cops with guns. What is that? That's, that's traumatic, right? So we have to talk about the terrorism first. So police terrorism, um, inhumane living conditions, um, the, the, the poverty, the, the, community, the community violence, the alcoholism, the, the, the over-sexualization of our bodies, period, right? Um, the, material, the materialistic mindset that we have, um, all of it is a propagation and a result of white supremacy. There, there's a term, pardon me, there's a term that we have, oh, I'm sorry, you speak about uh, uh, like crabs in a barrel, right? People say, oh, black people, crabs in a barrel. And I listen and I get it and I've analyzed it for a very long time. And then a couple of years ago, we said, wait, crabs don't even belong in a barrel. Mm. So if you take the crabs out of the barrel and put them in their natural environment, their natural habitat, they would not try to pull each other down. Same for us black people. We don't belong in all of this concrete. We don't, be- we don't belong living in a place with all these tall buildings that is blocking the sun. We belong in open space, and I guarantee you, that we are. In- which is why you have young people who are violent or who are quote-unquote bad, and when you take them out to the family house in the country, they're good. Right. Open air. Simple, simple solutions, right? Um, Environmental slavery. Ah, powerful. And so even when now. (laughs) I was loving this conversation. That's my thing because these people in our community, we talk about, and I had to block this dude from my hood, from my Facebook page, because I'm talking about the issues we do in addressing the police terrorism and brutality. He's talking about, oh, yeah, well, you need to address black on black crime because of this and the abortions. And I listen to him and I say, well, number one, black, you don't hear the term white on white crime. Exactly. Separately, completely separate from the ignorance, is if you took all of the black people killed by other black people for the last hundred years, it would never amount to the amount of black people who've gotten cancer, who've gotten heart disease, diabetes from the environment, from the food, from the pollutants, how blood pressure from everything that's been propagated by the European. Mm. And so if I go out there and kill a whole community, it will not be more than what they have done to us. And even understanding that the fact that we are killing each other is a result of them. We are stressed. We are living in stressful environments. People are poor. People are unemployed. People are unhealthy mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. People have no connection to self, no connection. If you don't have no connection to love for yourself, you cannot connect and have love for anyone else genuinely. So those are the problems. So once we solve those problems, Mm -hmm. and I believe once we get independent and separate from these these European-driven, built-based institutions, we will naturally come back to a place of peace because we are a peaceful, loving, beautiful people. It's called close proximity crime. Mm-hmm. And that happens with in any neighborhood. Asians on Asians, yep. blacks right. on blacks, white on whites. But the only narrative you hear is black on black crime. Yep. That's crap. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the naturally day, if you understand come back it, to a place of peace. If you understand it, if you understand it, then you know what it is. So, you know, and that's one of the problems. And we have to change the narrative. You know, you can't let people talk about your people or you and you know what you're going through and you know what you live in. So we have to push 
what needs to push the education out and change the narrative because that's I, crap. I want to uh, share. I, I, I don't. I forgot who actually wrote the article, but they said it's not really what's wrong with us, meaning black kids. And they always have these articles: black children are lagging behind. Black kids are doing this. Black kids are doing that. It's always pointed out like the issues us. No, what's the issue is these white kids. Mm-hmm. These white kids are going up to be the ones who are murdering us as cops. Yep. These white kids are going up being racist. You know, you need to focus on teaching these white kids, you know, how to become better people because that's the problem. That's the root cause of all this. It's not what's wrong with us. Why are they like that? Right. That becomes the question. Why are they treating well, why? people like that? Why right. would they? Why are they not raised better right. to, to understand and be more loving to other people? Right. The problem really rests with them. It's not so much what's wrong with black kids, it's what's wrong with them. Nothing's so, going to happen to me right. in their Facts. mindset. You know, you, you kill, you go into Emmanuel and then into that church and you kill nine people and right. you get taken to Burger King. Right. If that would have been a black man, come on, right. he wouldn't have even lived. Right. And he definitely wouldn't have got taken to Burger King to have something to eat. Absolutely. So, you, you know, you have to look at the logistics of everything. Mm-hmm. And if you want to talk about the police department, you have to go back to the slave patrol. Yep. Okay? Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. And but Stan, I wanna I wanna build on the point you made about, you know, teaching them. I'm just gonna uh, do one thing, hold that yes thought, because you're not as old as we are, so you hold your thoughts. Yes, sir. We we do it <laughs> we, we forget, we be like we get all rattled. Oh. I wanna be, give a big shout out ESP is in the building. She's ESP like, She's like the young knight hey. that is dropping the knowledge. She's hard mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. She's up there, right? She says good day everybody, ESP is there. Obviously we see Cynthia Tibbs in the build in, in the building, uh Bonnie. And you know what? Put it up on the message board. If I see you, I'll shout it out. If you have a comment you want to make, we will address the comment live on the air. And you can also call in and join our show. So if you have something you want to add or you want to speak, please call us. Cool. Back to you, Sugar Ray. I lost my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to build on uh, what I was saying. You, you wanted to take oh, the okay. calls, making and, like, and build on that. Teaching white kids. Right. right. Um, we got to understand that this is not an issue of morality. It's a, you cannot appease to these people. Understand that, and I said it when we did our demonstration, I love cats. You take a lion, a tiger, a jaguar, a panther, a cheetah. They're all cat family, but they don't fuck with each other mm-hmm. because they understand and understand that we are inherently different. And together too long, is going to be conflict. We as African people are so loving that we forget that these people are inherently different than us. Even if a person is Christian and you look at the Christian Bible, there are actually two creation stories in Genesis, mm. back to back. Right, it's brief. Yo, it's deep. I'm not well, gonna go speak. Um, we gotta, we but, gotta. But but we are inherently different. Mm-hmm. You know, Africans and Europeans. There is human. There is humanity, and there is mankind. And we have to not be afraid to share these truths, right? And to share these these wisdoms that we are inherently different. And so, if we live together too long, some people again, people get the sun harms some people, so they right. want to build tall buildings to block it. Mm-hmm. The sun gives us life. We need it. So we live in a in the same community. And they, have, they are, quote-unquote, have the money, the resource. They're going to build the tall buildings. And then we are going to become depressed and suppressed because we're not going to have the sunlight. Because we to need keep sunlight. Us. We yeah. sunlight. Absolutely. Sun gives life. 100%. Right? Um, so vitamin D. We need it. I, I so, would like to address that police issue that we were talking about. Yes, sir. Because one of the things that I, I've been saying is with, when it comes to the police, we need <clears> to improve the training, right? 
and and when I say that, I mean you shouldn't be able to come out of high school and you went to an all white high school and become a police officer mm-hmm. and you were never around any black people. You know what I'm saying? These exactly. Are, these are the ones that come from Long Island, right? Now they come in, they don't understand us, we don't understand them, and they scared. Even scared to death. They scared, so they overreact in situations. Mm-hmm. Versus if you say, you know what, in order for you to become a police officer, I want you to have two years of college. Now what does that do? Easy breezy. It incorporates you with other people because once you go to college, now there's blacks, there's Chinese, there's whites, and you're starting to get acclimated with other cultures. Absolutely. Right? Then, after that, if you want to be a cop, you need to be trained a year and a half to two years for you to be a police officer. That would breed a better type of police officer. You yeah. know what I'm saying? One that would have more understanding and, and, and intelligence. But we have this system now. Will we give guns to fools? Basically. Dude had a D average in high school or a GED. You gave him a gun, and now you're mad because of the result? You right. know what I'm saying? Right. He should have never had a gun in the first place because he wasn't smart enough to have one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we need to really change that oh, definitely. training. And, you know? and, and deeper than that, something I mentioned at the demonstration, I said, or well, coupled with that, in addition to that, is do a, a background check Meaning that, go back as far as possible, if you're a white guy, what was your relationship like with black children in first grade? Did a black kid punch you in your face in first grade and you held that? Right. Because there was people, I had an incident in that third grade. Look, I had an incident in third grade at eight years old with a black guy. And when I was 19 years old, 11 years later, I was with my homeboy in Jamaica, Queens, waiting for the bus. And guy came up the stairs from the E-train station on Sufton Boulevard and looked at me and said, LaShawn Marston? I looked at him, he, well, he left, and he came back and he said, yo, you, you try to get me jumped in the third grade. The guy had a gun. <laughs> Are you no, serious? Logic. I, go I, ahead. I swear to everything I love. Are you serious? The guy lifted up his shirt. I, my homeboy, his name is Pick, his name is K-Ron, he was with me, he will verify it. We talk about it still to this day. Remember that guy flashed the yeah. gun and told you, come around the corner, broad daylight, on a Sunday afternoon, pulled his shirt up and said, come around the corner, I'll give you what I've been holding for you since third grade. Since wow. third grade? And we're 19 years old now. <clears throat> Wow. Wow. He held that grudge for a long time. Now, this is the key. We can't determine when a person should let something go. Right. Keep right. right? That's yeah, real. Like we, And I learned that in my marriage. Like, yo, that happened eight months ago. Love, you still upset about that? Yeah, I'm still upset. And you can't tell me when I should not be upset. Right. Well, one of the things I could speak to, because I come from that agency, um, training, they get a lot of good yeah, training. I about to say that. They get a lot of training. It's not really that I respectfully disagree with you. No, it's you can not really That's what I want. I it's want. not mm-hmm. really the training. It's a culture. <clears throat> yep. It's okay. a culture, meaning you come in as a rookie, and you go out with some seasoned cat, and he's going to teach you. You remember training day? Yep, it's right. not quite like that, but sort of. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, but not right. in you're, the you're criminal the part. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, there was a time, I'm not sure where it's at now, but they did want two years of college. Uh-huh. You know, so I don't know if that's still going place on going forward or not. Right. But definitely the training, it's it's a, it's not the training, it's a cultural thing. And so it's the culture of the police department. Yes. yes all okay. the agencies. Yeah. It's just okay. you know, and then you look at that qualified immunity. I mean, mm. you get the a badge and a gun. Y'all seen the movie Juice, right? Yep. Yeah. Power. No, absolutely. Power. Power over people. And then you have the backing of the unions. You know, the unions are powerful. Extremely. Right. So what what is that? How many people So now you just gotten a license to kill. Exactly, basically. And I think I think that culture kinda started with the war on drugs when they started really coming into our community. And just ransacking people, knocking, knocking doors down. I believe it goes way back. Then continue I, I know. I'm just saying it, go, it has to go way mm-hmm. back. You know, 
because things are just different. You know, I, I've, I've been, I came on in 92. I got out in 2015, I'm, you know, for my injury. But at the end of the day, I got to meet people with 20 and 30 years on. Mm-hmm. And they have a whole different mentality than if you came on the job. You come on the job, you want to make a difference in your community. But you know what? You you want to go home too, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So you got to understand. Thing, you want to go home. Either get right. with, either get right. with the program yep. or get left. Right. And that's so the reality. You want to go home, right. and, and that's that's a mindset when you get out there in the streets. That you, you want to go home. I, I yeah. want to go home to my family. One hundred percent. And was 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 dope. Um, a brother point. He gave me an idea a couple of weeks ago when we talked. We talked about police. We was in Queensbridge, talking about issues with police. He said, "How is it that you are supposed to enforce the law?" When you don't even fully know the law, mm-hmm. you need to go to law school to be a police <laughs> officer, to be a law enforcement agency. You should be in law school, really fully, thoroughly understanding, understanding the, the law. Because mm-hmm. there are people in the streets who know the law better than cops. And right. that cops get frustrated because they are taught to do something, but that's not actually what is law. And right. so that's where another part of the conflict comes in, I yeah. see. They right, give right. them a little bit of training, some law. They get some law, some mm-hmm. social science. Because when I was a civilian, we went through social science. Okay. We had to learn some law. So you had to learn some things. But no, you're not at a law, at a law mm-hmm. You're, not at, type, a, yeah, you're right. not a lawyer. So you're getting a little bit. Now, yeah. we got a little bit. We've had three months of training. I don't know what, what it is now. I'm talking about 92. Right, but right. with them, it's six. It might be a little more. I don't know. Okay. But yeah, but they're not getting, they're not coming out. And they come out with credits, too. Mm-hmm. So they do get okay. college credits. But okay. they're not coming out with a law Degree, no, or, right. or or the mindset of a lawyer, no. But, and I and I think it is. I think it is the culture. I think yeah. it is the culture of what what's going on. And I and I and I agree with that. And the culture has to be changed. No right? cameras back then. Because yeah, because now the and and here's to your point. To lend to your point that it is the culture. All these cameras going on, and you still doing it. Right. <laughs> you. They are pointing the camera right. at you. Eight right. minutes. And that culture is still so deep in you. That you're not even realizing, yo, I can't even tell the lie. Right. I can't tell the lie, but you still want to try to tell a lie, but the dude's got the camera on right. you. Right. And I'm going, what is this? But now, now, this is something that is so powerful. As, as fucked up as it is, right? Okay. That our people are being killed. And these people are defending each other. Right. We grew up, I grew up hearing what goes on in this house stays in this house. And to me, <laughs> to me, when you have a, whether it's a racial group of people, ethnic group of people, whatever the, the, the people classify themselves as, mm-hmm. we are suppo- we're family, we're supposed to stand up for each other. Right. And if you're my brother and you go outside and you do something dumb, I'm not going to violate you outside in front of the public. When you get in something, like, why you do that dumb shit, man? You know we're going to get in trouble for that now. Mm-hmm. But outside in public, I'm like, nah, my brother ain't do that. I'm going right. to try to get you off. You're supposed to do that in human family. The problem is we don't do that, black people. We don't have our own systems. So that's the problem. It's not the problem that they're, you are supposed to do that, man. If your brother shoots somebody and that's your brother, you love him, and and you know that he, you believe he's a good person, you're supposed to try your best to get him out of doing his consequence. The problem is we need to have the same energy and make sure that he faces his consequence. Right. But in that, we need to have the demands. For one one of the things I said during our demonstration a couple of weeks ago, I said, like, if, if, we're, if we all work in the same place, and if someone came in and said, yo, Sugar Ray shot somebody outside, uh, chances are I might get fired immediately, mm-hmm. right? right. Um, let alone this uh, video, I might lose my job immediately, my reputation in my community is being destroyed. But when a law enforcement agency shoots someone, they want to go through all, they still got their job, they might change a little bit, but they want to go through all the, all the propaganda while they're still on the streets and free. Right. No. Once there is a complaint, once there is a thought that this person did something, they should be arrested immediately. They should lose their job immediately. And if they are found guilty of like murder, that. 
right, then the family of the murdered person should receive the pension from that person for a lifetime. Ooh, 72 years. What is up? That's that's 72 can't, years. Can't, what can't is up with this dude? Right? That's, that's what should happen. Yeah. That, make, that damn should make you not shoot somebody. Right, right, because those are real consequences. Like, like, shoot me, shoot me. Wow. Take the pension out, and only do you lose your pension, you may lose. You should lose access to your children. If you kill one of my children, you shouldn't be able to see your child. But that's where qualified mm, immunity absolutely. comes in. You can't. What can you do? Right. You can't. The absolutely. city. Right. The city pays the bill. The mm. taxpayer. Mm. So, somebody that, that child is dead from being killed by yep. law enforcement. Some of their tax monies is coming back to them, yep. but not right. not in that. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. 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 So. But it, that's 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 one of the biggest things that we have to fight to get abolished is that qualified immunity. And it's not just in law enforcement. Corrections has mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The fire department EMS, has it. A lot of EMS our government, yeah, our government, you know, the man in his office. I mean, people could do what they want, yep. and there's no consequences. I, mean, right. I just remember in EMS. I remember uh, one time we were uh, we were up in the projects, right? And this cop <laughs> had gotten a hold of his kid, and for some reason I was there. You know what I'm saying? He was chasing him. And he had picked the kid up to throw him off the balcony, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, stop. I said, stop. I said, what, I said, what are you doing? Obviously, it was explicit. Right. I said, what are you doing? Put him down. He's like, nah, it's a little. Cha- I chased him. You know, he's huffing and puffing. I'm like, you out of shape? You want to kill him? Right, you out of right, shape? Right. You know what I'm saying? I said, put him down. I said, because if you do it, I'm telling. I'm telling. I'm going to speak up. I might lose my job, whatever's happening, but I got a human life on the line, and that is a child wow. that you have over your head. You understand what I'm saying? Wow. So he put him down, and he looked at me like, yeah, all right. I said, yeah, all right, bro. I yeah. said, yeah, all right, whatever. I said, I'm not going to be a accomplice to murder. Right, right. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's what, what, hap- that's what happened to them fool-ass cops out in Minneapolis. Right. They became an accomplice to murder yep. because none of them stood up to say, hey, we should not be doing this. Absolutely. You should not be doing that. Let's stop this now. And Even if they had to and, grab them. Exactly. Of course, yeah. Let's just, let's go easy, get the supervisor down there. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And and they, and because of that blue wall of silence yeah. that they have, they allow these things to happen and nobody says anything, which really is a testament to how much do you fucking value human life? Right, right. Yeah. Right. Stan, was that my whole talk? My <laughs> whole talk during yeah. demonstration was, if you are human, it is your, especially if you are an American, if you consider yourself an American, America, uh, <laughs> it's so crazy because the, the people who founded America, who, who declared independence from Great Britain, right, they were bad people, period, right, because they had some vile people under them, right? That's where it came from. However, right, because mm-hmm. you have to be able to like look at objectively. The fact that they realized that we were being taxed against our will, we were, we had standing armies in our communities, we need to be free, declare independence. Like, it was about American way. It was And that's, if you're an American, if you're a human, it is your, not only your right, but it is your responsibility to stand up and to fight and to defend human life at all costs, even with course. your own life, if yes. you're an American. But these people, again, they don't know culture. Right? They don't know that culture, they don't truly know themselves, their purpose in the world, because whether you're American or human, any part of this world, I did an interview with a Japanese newspaper the other day, um, and, and, and the reporter asked me, you know, what is something you want to say to the Japanese media and to the people? And I said, understand that our struggle in America for black liberation, right, is no different than your struggle in Japan fighting against imperialism. Right, right. Our right. struggles, our fights against imperialism and colonialism is all around the globe. Right. And so, like, that's the, that's the power, that's the strength that we have when we connect globally, internationally. And that's something that I think... Um, 
a lot of our misleaders, I call them misleaders, a lot of our misleaders do not <laughs> do well of at all. Mm -hmm. So that's why when something happens to a black man or black woman in America, nobody comes to our defense. Right. Because they've broken up all of the times and saying, oh, we're separate, our struggle is, no, 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 our struggle is unique, absolutely, however, however, we all fight in the same enemy. Right. And so right. something happens to us, y'all need to come and defend, something happens to you, we there. We need to come and defend, yeah. That's, that's, right. that's how we destroy white supremacy. Right, Another right. thing we need to look at Sorry when it comes to law Get it right, get it right. My man is heavy, son. I'm, yeah, like, yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh. Yeah. Another thing we have to look at is the district attorney's office. Mm. Okay. okay, that's very important. You got to keep in mind that the district attorney, where do, where do they get their cases from? The police. Right. So we need some something different, and we also need to be vetting as voters yes you need to be next time somebody's running for district attorney NYCHA and the rest of the people you need to be vetting these people yep. because if you look at the cases and look how things went like Staten Island wherever garden and so forth and you seeing stuff is not being done you have to vote them out yep. right. you have to vote them out so we have to look at that you know, and use our, you know, exercise our rights. You know what was interesting about that? Because we were having a conversation last night, once again, at the barbecue. What did you have to eat, What did you have to eat? I had some red snapper, mm -hmm. and they, they really had it all hooked up. All Big right. shout out to my man Olsen. Okay. They had a thing, and then uh, my uh, my sister-in-law, Shereem, she had, uh, she made lo mein mm. and, and shrimp, like and it was really time. nice. And okay. in the process of that, we were talking about how you're deemed... When you go into court, you're deemed, what is the word, not illiterate, you're deemed unfit, right, to actually defend yourself. Yes. And I had to explain why. I said, here's the deal. I said, let's let's not be who we are in the barbecue right now, okay? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to make, uh, at this table, let's do it now, all right? Mm -hmm. Sugar Ray, you are the judge, okay? Stan, you are the attorney for the defendant. I'm the DA. Sandra is the is the bailiff, right? And we're all sitting here having a barbecue. Right. And we're talking about Steve Jones. We're all friends. When you walk into that courtroom, yep. Absolutely. if you think that you're getting a yep. fair shake, you are stupid. Yep. You're stupid. Because they're all friends. Yep. They all know each other. Yep. After work, they go and drink, drink they chill, right? They so had now, the baby showers. Yeah, now, Stan is at the, now Stan and, and, and the judge, they had the body having a drink. Right. Stan's like, judge's like, so what do you think about Steve Jones? He seems like a cool guy. Stan's like, Steve Jones is a jerk. Cold, done, 10 years. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Cases are decided in the bar. <laughs> They're not decided in the courtroom. It's behind the scenes. Because the DA and the, and the, and the defense attorney, y'all cool, right? And we said, well, Stan, well, what do you think you want to do with him? I mean, yep. You know, he seems like he's kind of a cool guy. Yep. Is he really a cool give guy? Give me this one, I'll give you that one. Let's yeah, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, so you got to understand, when you walk into that system, you walking into a system that is straight fixed already. Yep. Right. 100%. And especially, that is unfixable. Especially but, with a court appointed. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then you got a court attorney, yeah. right? You got to come in with a stranger. Mm -hmm. That understands the system. Yep. Mm -hmm. But as long as we all look at man, you ain't getting no fair yeah, shake. Mm -hmm. And, and that is almost person. an unfixable situation because mm -hmm. how do you not become friends with your coworkers? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just natural. I think the only way to fix that uh -huh. is by remembering what was put into the Declaration of Independence in the Constitution is that it is all power to the people. And if we, right, so they have the people... Uh, the people of the state of New York versus like they had to, to meet the people of the state of New York versus LaShawn Marston, right? Mm -hmm. um, when I was going to court. And it was, 
you know, they say like a jury of your peers. Mm-hmm. The issue is the jury most times are not our peers, mm. right? And the people that's in court are not understanding who we are and why we are in the situation that we're in. But the law says that if the majority of the people present vote one way, uh-huh. then that's what it is. So if we all showed up, if one of our young people got arrested for something, and we understood the circumstance, we understood why he sold that drug or whatever, and we went down and said he is not guilty, he may be guilty of being poor, and being desperate and doing things in desperate means to support himself or his family. However, he is not a bad person, and this is what should happen. And we put the pressure on it and don't back down. Then the re, the what we demand is the, the re, is the result that is supposed to happen. Right. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we don't go down there. We don't go to court for each other. The moment back in the days, I remember my little brother got arrested a couple years ago for fighting some police. I went down there flipping, right, letting know who I am, and this is not happening because y'all violated him. Correct. And then we made something happen. Right. Right. But yeah. we don't do that no more. And then on the top mm. of that, then you have the actual, the Mason, right? The, su- the secret society. Mm. Because mm. when my brother mm. shot somebody with a shotgun, mm. my father went to court. My mm. father was a Mason. Mm. My brother Fine. shot somebody with a shotgun. Mm. No doubt. <laughs> no doubt. It wasn't even like, he kind of did it. He shouldn't. He did it cold, right? Now, he was defending himself in the situation, but still... It was a little excessive on my part, but I got it. Where you got it from, right? So here it is. They go to court. They do a little sign yep. thing, whatever. Boom, 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 boom. Wow. My brother went home. Yeah. Real. Case dismissed. Yeah. Bomb. So it's, it, it is a system that really isn't designed to give yeah. an outsider mm. a fair shake. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And then. And the, and, the, and the problem with that is we forget that this is our system. Right. This is our we system. We built this shit. We gave them the blueprint for government. And oh. so we are so afraid because they said that these things are bad. You shouldn't be a part of this. No, if we take over and we get in there, then we will have the justice that we claim that we want. But we are so afraid and timid and not really ready to take this country back. And that's what we need. Like, take our country back, man, and give this, redistribute the wealth and redistribute equity. You know what's and so truly give power back to said? the people. What you just said is what I've been talking about. Since this Eric, I mean, since this uh, thing happened with um, Floyd, George, Floyd. George Floyd, and people were saying, black mm. people were saying, we're not going to celebrate Independence Day. I said, are you kidding? I said, let's be clear. I said, could y'all say this, but I don't think y'all know what y'all be saying, right? There's a problem with people that don't have social studies in school, right? I said, we as black people, as the African American, the black American, the American, we've been here 400 years. The country is only 276 years old. We are more American <laughs> than anybody. America. Talk right. about it. Right. Okay, Talk about it. Right. the whole country, right? We're the first Americans. We, we are the Americans. Absolutely. We talk about America. Make America great again. That's us. We the Americans. Right. Wow, that's <laughs> powerful. Right. Yes, sir. That's powerful. You understand what I'm saying? Right. 200, and 200 years later is when the country came into existence. Mm-hmm. But we was already here. This, this is so. When you say I'm not American, you bugging. Bugging. You don't even understand. That means you don't understand who you. That are. means you've mm. been bamboozled. You've been bamboozled. You've been bamboozled and hoeing, and that's the biggest lies that Jay Z said it in one of his songs. He said, "Go away, I'm already home." Like this is our home, and if you look at the old map, they flipped them again. These people are tricksters for real, man. They flipped the map. Uh, uh, America was known as uh, a Mexum, and it's technically Northwest Africa. Right, so we are home. Mm-hmm. Not only are we home if you say North Africa, we are home because if, if human civilization started in Africa, that means the first people everywhere are African, that means America is African, and this is our land, and we just gotta act accordingly and get our shit back. Right, right. And right, we right. get it back through the paperwork. Right. The right. way they got it from us is the way we get it back from them, but paperwork. 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 Lay says that all the time. Lay's always <laughs> paperwork. Mm-hmm. You wanna be the president of the United States? Paperwork. paperwork. It's, paperwork. it's paperwork. We we afraid of paperwork. We are the and paperwork illiterate people. 
We hate paperwork. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We hate the process. We and, hate and, to read. And, we hate to and study. I think, and I think partly, um, I think I understand why. is because we also come from an era we are naturally uh, by handshake. Right, and look in your eyes. We are men and men and women by oh, word. word. We make, we a, we make word. a verbal agreement. That it shouldn't be no pay. It should be no contracts because we made an agreement. And so I think that's another um, innate reason why we don't really like the paperwork because we know that it shouldn't be. It shouldn't even be that way. The European corrupted it and made it that you need it. But we're natural, yo. I meet you at this time. Here's my word. You're gonna give me this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you that. I, I'm here for you for six months, but I know that we got that date locked in. I'm gonna be there. Which is so crazy. Because that was demi- the demise of every artist in the music industry. It was. <laughs> we didn't understand the contract. What I need a contract for? <laughs> I'm make a record. You pay me. That's kind of the deal. We're gonna go in. No, we gotta do a contract. And then we was like, I don't need no contract because you felt like you didn't yeah. need a contract. I'll just sign it. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> when they flip on you and they start going, Well, did you read your contract? Right. You're like, Nah. <clears throat> I trust you. I trust you. I trust what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, you took me to dinner. Mm-hmm. You met my kids. Wind we and hung You wind and dine me, and then you fucked me. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> think you would do that. You know what I'm saying? Because you're right. It is not in our nature, nature. to be like that. But as in Roman, do what Roman do. So we, we have to, and you right. learn, just learn the system and, and until we can learn the contracts, do it, sign the contracts, read them, until we can get to a place, which is I don't think anytime soon, Right, but when we can get back to the ancient way, when it's just verbal agreement and you but, well, your word, word was your bond, your word was your bond, and what you say you did, yeah. and if you didn't say it, you didn't do it. Simple right. as that. Um, but yeah, it's so much to say, man. I'm sitting here just blown away. You know what I'm saying? And I don't really get excited about talk. You know, people that, that talk. You know what I'm saying? But you are like exceptional, bro. Like Appreciate your whole you, shit is screwed on right. In what you're talking about, you know what I'm saying? You. To me. And I feel weird because you're 36, right? 36. And then I'm like, well, you know, you're, you're a young man, but, and I'm like, damn, I'm old. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I really gotta say, like, as a young man, you know what I'm saying? Like, you really are on the ball with, with your knowledge, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and your perspective. And you don't really hear that every day. Thank you. you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I gotta even hand clap with that. And the beat. <laughs> Yeah, I love dope. it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta give you that. But yo, man, uh, being that you just played some music, I want to just shout out my boy, man, uh, GQ. He's an um, independent artist from Queensbridge, hip hop artist, clothing designer. This is his hat, genuine quality. Okay, um, wonderful. And it's, it's just propagating like to be authentic. Like his clothing is all about being authentic. Be truly you. Be genuine. And 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 perpetuate genuine quality in all that you do. Um, and let me ask you a question since you brought up hip hop. I want to address one thing. Okay, in okay. the chat room because you know when they happen, I like to. I got to acknowledge what Cynthia said, Cynthia Tip. She says, never accept a handshake from <laughs> NYCHA. That's when paperwork is essential. That's Absolutely. why. Yes. That's what she said. Absolutely. Facts. Oh, how can I, was somebody else? Roxanne. Roxanne. Hey, Roxanne, what's going on? How can I make this live a, a watch, watch party? party? That's kind of hard to explain right now, but on your page, if it's on your page, you should just be able to see it, yeah. a watch party yeah. at the bottom of the video, yeah, and then you just click it. You know what I'm saying? And then that'll kick in, Roxanne. Um, yeah, I just like to acknowledge you guys in the room, what you said. Okay, I got to bring people to see you. She stand up. What? Okay. That's Roxanne. Okay, cool. Thanks, yeah, Roxanne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. Absolutely. I appreciate the support. For sure. And we'll get what's got going. And, you know, I always like to acknowledge the room because a lot of times we get into the conversation right. and 
they're commenting on what we're saying at that moment and we kind of miss it. You know what no, I'm saying? Need to do so, that. go ahead, back to you. Let's get so, I, want, I wanted on. to ask, so, yes, since you brought up hip-hop, what role do you think hip-hop can play in mobilizing Every, us in this in this every, movement that we're in. Everything. Hip hop is the movement, man. Um, whether you like him or not, Obama won presidency because of hip hop, not yeah. because of how great. Because of hip hop, he got the hip hop artist Jay Z, Young Jeezy, made some of president. Like that's how he got it. It was the hip hop generation. Um, and I think a lot of the, the again, so called misleaders in our community, they shun hip hop because of the language and stuff like that. And that's my lifestyle, so I embrace it fully. Like again, I'm an '80s baby. I grew up. Seeing crack vibes. I grew up seeing friends get killed. I grew up hustling. I, I went to prison. I've been shot. So when people rap about it, although like it's not, I, I speak to my friends about we get, we don't gotta glorify and we have to um, enhance our quality of music, right? Um, however, it is a reflection of our life. Um, but I think hip hop is the key, right? If we can get the people, if we can get a hip hop party um, and talk about because the people hip hop, I mean everybody wants the same thing. So regardless of what you rap about, you want to be free. You want to live peacefully with your family, your friends. You want to have fun. You want to travel and enjoy life. So even in hip-hop, even in the most craziest scenes, I've been able to speak life because I speak your language. Like, yo, let's get free. And if you say F the system, that means we shouldn't be selling drugs because we propagate the system. If we get arrested, mm -hmm. we go into jail. We are keeping the system going. So if you say F the system, the only way to truly say F the system is stay the hell out their way. That's the only way. Wow. And I think and, and hip -hop, and I want to expound on you with the hip-hop thing real quick. And that is, you got to remember, too, the politicians now that are coming into office, they are hip-hop. Like, mm -hmm. they were brought up in it. You got right. a politician that's 50, listen, he grew up listening to hip-hop. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Sandra Ortiz, Ocasio, right? Mm -hmm. Hip-hop all day. She's just too young not to have been affected right. by it. You know what I'm saying? When you have the older guys, that really ain't leading no more. Let's just be <laughs> they frank. They you know what I'm saying? Al... You know Jesse Jackson. You know Al did a really a beautiful speech at at um at Floyd's funeral and stuff. But he's not really he's he's leading from a standpoint of a general, right? He's leading from a commander standpoint, right? He's gonna say some stuff, but he's gonna be easy. What Al lacks, and what I think are are uh, leaders, right? Who really are misleaders? They just don't lead anymore, right? Mm. They need new soldiers. They need that next young voice that's gonna march across the bridge and and stop traffic and do what, you know, Fat Al used to do. You know what I'm saying? Be <laughs> radical, sure. right? And he doesn't really have that. He doesn't really have that. Cause I've sat and talked to him a little bit, you know what I'm saying? And I listened to him and it's like, he's gonna lead as a commander. But he needs to have somebody that can take accountability away from him when they do some radical. You know what I'm what, saying? What, what does he command? Well, when you listen to him on MSNBC or when you see him really delve into the community, right? He is he is a commander of really of the black community, and I'm show you how that is. Once again, put it to you like this: Who was the mouthpiece for Elijah Muhammad? Well, my okay. Mm -hmm. okay, so Elijah was the commander. Malcolm X was the loudmouth general, and he was able to distance himself from Malcolm. Even, even, and I'm not saying like I'm not talking about in the end. I'm saying when Malcolm said some stuff, you know, Elijah Muhammad was sort of to be, well, you know, you know, <laughs> you know how Malcolm is, you know, brother Malcolm, brother Malcolm, brother Malcolm. That's what they did. You gotta have that in any but organization. But I think I think I think Elijah That's how Muhammad work. commanded that this is what we should be doing, and he demonstrated it. No, I, I, I he said he said it 
to Malcolm. He gave Malcolm the marching orders. Mm. But when the heat came, mm. it was, well, you know, Brother Malcolm, how he is. <laughs> you know, that's what he is. It's, it's different. You know what I'm saying? He gave the marching office, Brother Malcolm, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. I need you to do this. And when, it, when, when the slingshot came back, when the heat came, you know, Brother Malcolm, you know. And you have to have that in any organization. You have to have somebody that can take the heat once a person, especially once a fighter is older. You need that young blood. You need that youth to take that heat. You know what I'm saying? And we don't really have that. We don't have a young Jesse Jackson that is taking orders from Jesse Jackson and going out there and being this. And I'm going to tell you the but truth. But we don't need that, brother. We no, got we me. Always, no, no, no. I take that offensive because what? people are always looking for someone else when the leaders are right here in our communities that are more which, powerful which, which, which than which them, about that are more say. prominent than them. Which I was that, just about to say. I was just about to say. I see you like that. I see you like that. I see you like, you know what? If 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 a general came and said, listen, young blood, this is the, this is where we're going, this is where we need this movement to go, and you're out there doing that, that's what you are. You're that. You're exactly what I'm talking about. You're exactly what I'm talking about. You're the younger version of me. You know what I'm saying? And I don't like being out there fighting like that, but when I got to get out there and fight, I'm going to say what I got to say, and I take the heat direct. They see me do it. I get the heat direct. But as you get older, you have to have young people Absolutely. to have your army going. And that's where our disconnect is with them. Yes, they are misleaders, but it's they don't have that connection with the people in the, with with people like yourself, really. That Al can go, listen, this is the move we need to make. Let's make that move. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's happening. Well, that's actually, on that happening. note, I, yeah. I don't know if you want to say it to the public, mm. you know, but I think Sugar Ray is contemplating Ooh. running for office, perhaps. Yeah, I think yeah, he's thinking a- about it. So I think that he's on the road to become a baguette, you, if you want to share that. Yeah, I mean, it's a thought. Um, I mean, because I am, I've been serving my community since like five years old, six years old with my granddad, right? Um, and then at 12 years old, 13 years old, we started the first pair program, the first team program at the recent in Queensbridge. My generation was the first team program, and we was 12, 13 doing canned food drives, book drives, clothing drives for the community, right? Um, I was even at 16 years old hustling in the streets, 15, 16 years old hustling in the streets. I made time every day to go to the community center to tutor other young people, people my people who are my age and younger, because I've always been good at math and language. Like I've always been uh, an exceptional learner and able to, and, and had an exceptional ability to facilitate what I learned in a way that you will understand. So I've always done that. Um, so that's who I am. Uh, and a couple of years ago, when I really learned that um, like the issues in our community were directly related to the budget, saying, saying there's no money, um, the land, what's happening with the land and the laws, I was like, whoa, okay. And then I learned that that city council's direct responsibility. It was like okay, then maybe I need to be involved. I don't, I don't like. I have no aspirations of being making it a career. If I do decide to run and I win, it'll probably be one term, um, to just to make some certain very specific changes and to groom someone else. Cause I'm an artist, man. I'm a storyteller. Like I need to travel and make movies and write books. That's my, that's my gift. That's, that's my passion. Yeah, that is yeah, yeah. where I am most impactful. Um, not being stuck in the office listening to no, no, no. I can do it if I have to, cause I'll do whatever's necessary to move our people forward. But that's not my personal drive, right? Is that 2021? Um, yeah, 2021, uh, District 26, City Council. Did you um, get in the race yeah. yet? No, it's getting, it's, I'm contemplating it. Okay. I'm thinking it. Um, Time to get in, though. I think it's a great idea. I mean, idea. It's, 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 I'm, I'm saying I mean, I've sugar been, race I've been, I, And it'll, I mean, it'll, it'll, it'll only expand you. I mean, but I think, I, think, I think it might hurt me, right? Because I won't be able to travel the country the way I'm doing and need to do, right? And build. Like, I have connections in Africa with young people in Nigeria. They built their own tablets. 
right? And they just need an actual facility to manufacture it because they was getting it manufactured in China. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's a global thing. Like, I'm a, I, I humbly. Um, Politicians travel. I mean, and I just that, let you know. You can go where you not, want. But I will go and I will want Again, it's, I'm a free person. I'm an artist, man. I might want to go with my children and stay in a pyramid for six months. Yeah. yeah and I don't want yeah. you to call, oh, you're not. Let me you're not doing my thing. Your community. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, doing. Yeah, I am yeah, representing yeah, my community. Yeah, yeah, right, Everything I do right. is representing my community, right. but based on your structure, it's not. And I don't want right. to be caught. I'm a Pisces too. I can't be caught you up flow. in the structure. Yeah, yeah man. I need to, when I feel it, I need to go. Right, like yeah. in, in heat, they said something. Don't put yourself in a position where you can't leave. When you feel the heat coming, you can't leave in ten seconds flat. Right. And I wouldn't want to put myself in a position in my community. Say I'm a city council person, and something happens, I need to leave. Because right now, um, with COVID, it's what made me really contemplate like moving. With my children, my children need space, right? I have an eight-year-old and a three-year-old. They need open space, front yard, backyard, right? They need fruit trees. They love mangoes and strawberries. They need fruit trees. Right. And me staying in Queensbridge or along the city, it's not gonna happen the way it needs to happen. So, but I'm 90% leaning towards staying. But even if I stay, I'm making a decision probably by September, the latest. Okay. Even if I stay, I still might not run for council because I think that again, I, I look at what is my biggest impact, right? How do I impact the community the best while still providing safety and economic? Stability for my family first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, I might just want to do something else and just travel, man, and travel the country and speak and uh, do like a freedom tour, go to all of the hoods and speak and build and, and do like that, man. You know, where I'm still free to be me. I love it. Hold on, gotta give a big shout out to Tina Green. She's in the building. What do we have in the chat room? Cynthia said Ja Rule was supporting Nitra, and then went MIA. She mm. said we do not need celebrity pop ups. We need commitments from them, from yep. the celebrities. One hundred percent, absolutely. And all of them that did grow up in Nitra, mm. they should be supporting Nitra. And once again, big shout out to Tina Green that's in the room. Hey, Tina, how are you? How are you? All right. So once again, y'all, y'all can call in. The number scrolling on the screen. It is active. Nine zero eight two four two six two three four. The number is active. So if you call in, you will be on the air. So I'm just letting y'all know that. All right. The, the cool. Sugar Raid twenty twenty one might not be the ideal time for you from what you're saying but if you have the aspirations you know keep it because maybe the next go round you know what i'm saying and nah, get some stuff. It, so it's it, either it, now it, or it, then if i do it if i do it it's gonna be 2021 because okay. if not i'm gonna probably leave or even if i stay it's gonna be something else okay because yeah. um, again right. i have no i have like some people have aspirations i want to do this for 20 years and I don't. Like okay. I, said, I just I just want to make movies, man, and write stories and listen to stories and help people heal. Okay. Right? Yeah, like that's, that's my mission and purpose okay. in life. But and if you if you're thinking about it, you gotta start because some people are still getting in the races now. But I know I'm not. Yeah. I, some of them I know in my district, and I told all of them, man, the ones I met that are running that already declared. I said, listen, understand this, that man, that if I declare, it doesn't matter how long ago you declare, it doesn't matter how much money you made. I've been doing this shit for 13 years, and I'm known all throughout my district. And like humbly, like you don't match my passion because it's literally compassion and emotion. Like I. I Yesterday, listening to his dude, Robbie Nova. Um, shout out to Robbie Nova, man. Another amazing artist, musician. Um, he had a big hit record with Mano a couple of years ago that was all over the airwaves. Um, but he made a song called This Whole World. And like uh, speaking about like the whole world and how it's sad and how like people have given up hope, right? Um, but like we could band together and do it. Like I cried listening to that song yesterday, man. Like because like that is my spirit. That is my mission. Like humbly, like I am here just to serve. And to liberate as much as possible myself first, those immediately close to me, and then everyone else around me. Um, and so there's just certain things that is like, is, you know, it's a big decision. <laughs> well, yeah, well, big, big decision. decision. Yeah, big so decision. You take your time. Big with commitment. It. And you know, once take you your feel time, like you're going to do it, a lot of time. You know what? Some, it ain't. It, 
it's if you want to answer the call when you call and you know you're supposed to answer the call yeah. you'll answer the call when right. you yeah. get you know what I'm saying can you like, hear me still my mic is out oh no, no. There you, you still hear I hear okay. it now okay yeah you know, I just want to add, I mean, this brother does a lot of work in the community. So whether you are a city council person or just a brother in the hood doing good for the hood, you know, I commend you for the work you're doing. Appreciate you know, And I know that we get up every Friday. You can tell them a little bit about our community during Fridays. We put together in Queensbridge. Tell them about that, a little bit about that and what we do on our Fridays. Man, you can tell them. No, no, this is your, you are our guest. But it's, oh, man, like it's, you know, I'm naturally shy, man. I grew up with. Crooked teeth and I had light spots <laughs> on my face. And I had a dent. I have a dent in my head. A fan fell on my head when I was a baby, uh, and I talked with a stutter. And so, like, I'm naturally shy. So um, I kind of missed all of that, by the way. I didn't see yeah. crooked teeth. I didn't see the dent in the head, and I damn sure ain't hit no stutter at this table. You <laughs> was all like popcorn. Right. Um, so, you know, naturally I'm shy. Um, so I really like when people like well, that's when you give the introduction. Talk about yourself. It's like. You talk about if, if it's because I'm gonna talk. About, I'm just a regular. Like I'm just still a young person from the hood trying to make shit better, man. Like I got married. We ended like it's, I have a lot of shortcomings to my own standards. Right? I'm not where I want to be as a dad, as a man, as a friend, as a son to my own standards. So you say talk about me is like, come on, like, I got work to do. Right? But however, with that, I will because you you know. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was actually you and I yeah, had to have the conversation. We, yeah, had the idea first. Um, so I do work with the census. Obviously, Stan is Justice for All Coalition, and they're doing the housing. I just keep going out. I don't know if it's still if it's catching my audio. We okay, because on my side. Um, but yeah, me and Stan was talking about how we need to be out in the community, right? People, some people are not coming to the meetings in the Reese, and clearly now there are no meetings in the Reese. But we need to be outside facilitating information. And so I said, you know what? Like my whole thing is I'm a community builder. Um, and let's build community. And Stan was like, hey, let's do it. I'll show up. I said, let's do it next Friday. And so Stan came out. Um, I reached out to 696 Bill Queensbridge. They, you know, we, we set up right in front of their office. Um, a story of Mutual Aid Network came out. Global Kids came out. A couple of different organizations. Just facilitating information. Uh, Western Queens Community Land Trust came out. Um, and that was the first week. And then the second week, we didn't do it because we had a shooting response. There were like four shootings in a week in Queensbridge. Mm. So we had a shooting response during that time. Um, but then this Friday that just passed, we did it again. It was phenomenal. Um, Evie with Global Kids, um, she can, she she uh, do Frontline Foods Queens. She partnered with um, Sammy's Kebab, is a restaurant in in Long Island City on Crescent Street, and they was able to contribute um, seventy hot cooked meals, um, different kinds of chickens and rices and pastas oh, and wow. salads and sauces on the side, and people were able to come up and get food for their family. Um, and one of the trays of food could feed at least one adult and probably two children or two adults. So we literally fed families. And that's what it's about. Like that's what community building is about. It's providing whatever is needed, whatever is necessary, even if it's not necessarily desperate. But if you know people, so COVID, people been giving out the boxes of food, right? Boxes are great, right? Food is great no matter how you give it out. However, there are some people in the hoods who that box food that comes in the boxes, they don't eat. They right. don't eat, they're not gonna cook it, right? It's a lot of canned stuff, they're not gonna use it. I see it all the time in my building, it goes to waste. People throw it out, throw mad canned food out. So I said, okay, you can complain and say they're throwing out, or you can, as a leader, adjust and say, okay, how can we still provide people with food? You know what? Let's provide some hot cooked food they can eat on the spot or they can take home and eat. Um, and then while they're here on the line, we can fellowship. It's, it's a little different, right? Giving a box of food, where do what you want with it, where there's no human connection. It's just take the food and go. Whereas if they're choosing, oh, can I get this chicken? Can I get that? And you're talking. It's that's just a different. It's homely. That's, that's family. Right, and that's what is, has been missing in NYCHA is um, in the last couple of years. I grew up, it, it was very family oriented. Sure. Um, although it was crazy in the early 90s, it was very family oriented. And um, just through the systemic changes and people losing hope and becoming depressed, like 
people have stayed to themselves, and so we kind of lost that family dynamic. And our, uh, and our we lost hoods. community. We lost community in Nigeria. It's, it's just hoods now, right? Yeah, it's just hoods and individuals, right? Yeah. Most people don't even know who their neighbor are. True story. You know what I'm saying? Whereas you had a floor captain, yep. and the floor captain knew everybody, <laughs> yep. right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and if you had 20 stories, you had 20 floor captains. Yep. And that's what bonded the building together. And yeah. that's what we're working to rebuild in Queensbridge. I wrote, I wrote a treatment a couple of years ago, maybe like seven years ago, for community um, uh, Queensbridge Community Council, an independent community council, right, where we bring that back. We bring floor captains, you bring building captains, you bring block captains, you bring Queensbridge's north, south, south side. Right, you vote on okay, who's gonna represent the south side? Who's gonna represent the north side? Then once you have all of that, then you say, okay, who's gonna represent the community in, in speaking to city council, and speaking to state senate, and speaking to assembly? Every community should have that. And with that, we need our own media. Like it's so much that we need that we can do in our communities, man. That, um, <laughs> man, I don't even like talking about the misleaders, man, and the people who like you know, because so there are people in our community. A lot of our tenant presidents pander for jobs, right? Particularly Long Island City, they was arguing about Amazon, and we need to have mm. Amazon here because they're going to provide thousands of jobs in the community, drop the ball. And I'm saying, listen, humbly, my children's mother is a freaking forensic toxicologist. The woman created a STEAM camp, summer camp. She worked at Columbia University, fresh out of John Jay College. She could run a STEAM education learning center and create a thousand jobs herself. That's one person. There are at least 20 people in Queens that I know can run Fortune 500 companies. So if the tenant presidents really cared about their community, they probably don't care, they don't know the community, you would push for the resources to fund these sole proprietorships so they can become corporations to create the jobs from within your community. Mm-hmm. But we are so conditioned partly by some of the misleaders you named, right, to beg for jobs hmm. and say, no, we got all the shit that we need. Let's empower ourselves, build these businesses, hire our own, but we so fucking focused on looking outside of ourselves for a solution. We need to bring in this company to provide jobs when if we, if we focus on these five people, we can create a thousand jobs in the community. 100%. Right? Like, that's right. And that's why I get so frustrated because that's why I say misleaders because either you care and you just don't know how to do it or you just don't care. One or the other, but either way, you need to do something different. Right. Or step down, get out the way. Right. You got to change your the TA presidents. So I mean, and you have a lot of that in Nigeria, don't you? You have like a lot of like TA presidents. They're they're often, um, I would say, in partnership. You know, with many of the people that want to come into our community Mm -hmm. and take advantage and make money and make profit. Absolutely. You know, these billionaires use these TA presidents and Absolutely. other so-called people to speak for the community, like a Bishop Taylor in Long Island City. I got to call you out. <laughs> you know, they use these people, you know, and these people, oh, they say speak Ooh, for sorry, a one. community, <laughs> and they don't. Call them out. We got to call you out, Bishop <laughs> Taylor. I hope you're listening. Y'all got to call you out. Yeah. Because you are misleading the community. And they go to these people and say, this person represents Queensbridge, or this person represents NYCHA, they haven't been, don't even live there, number one. They're not representing anything but their own self-interest because they're making money. And we know you're making money. We know you're making money. They're getting paid from you deals. Did Cynthia so write Amazon, anything yet? Because <laughs> Cynthia's a, a resident association president. But she's, sure a, she's a good one, though. She's a good yeah, so one. Now, I'm not saying all no, of them are bad. Mm-hmm. There's some. But I know in Long Island City, we have a problem. <laughs> yes, you do. We she have a problem in Long Island City. She said, she said no, not all, all of us. All of us. <laughs> right, right. Okay. So no, they, there's some good Everybody ones, but you got a lot of yeah. ones, you know, like Amazon. Now they're trying right. to build another high rise in, in, in our community in Long Island City. Mm-hmm. We're right next door in the same neighborhood. You got people starving. The, the neighborhood mm-hmm. does not need another billion dollar building that nobody can afford to move into. How about when this? you have all these people that need housing, better housing right, right now, why are we building big buildings 
for billionaires. How about this? How about forget big builders? How you build a six million dollar bathroom in Queensbridge Park and tell us you don't have money to extend our anti-violence program or you don't I'm have sorry. enough money? I'm sorry, I, I missed something. What did you say? They have a the park house. You can Google yeah. it. The city count, the current city councilman posted and took a picture next to the park house saying that we are opening soon and I'm proud to say that we invested six million dollars into this park bathroom. It's uh, glass, it's fancy. It don't need to be that damn fancy right across from Queensbridge. And down the block in Hunts Point, they boasted about building a $44 million library that they said, oh, it's inclusive. People in Queens don't even go to the library two blocks up on, on 21st Street. They're not going 10 blocks up in a white neighborhood. They're not going there. That's not for us. Right. But they, it's propaganda, and they pandered to us and say, oh, we're building this new library. But the problem was, so when I was speaking about it, I said, well, Sugar Ray, the, the money was in the budget hold for the... On, Hello. Press, press one to send a voicemail. Hello. You knew I was gonna call in on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that? That's Cynthia. Cynthia. Hey. Hey, Cynthia. What's up, Cynthia? That's it. In the house. Yeah, I am. She said you knew I was gonna call in on that. Mm -hmm. she, she stood down for a while. Yeah. Let's let's get this perfectly clear. NYCHA is a huge, huge development. We are not all the same. Yep. We should not all be classified the same. Absolutely. What happens in one development is right. definitely not happening in the rest of us because I fought too hard to get rid of the former person that had my position for doing exactly what you just said now. So I'm not in that category. I don't take money. I bust my ass 24-7 for my seniors every single day. It's a thankless job we have. I have fed my tenants for four months, pre-cooked, hot and cold meals, mm -hmm. twice a week. I don't give out boxes because they're old and half of them can't right. cook. I have a microwave in my community room. I heat their food up and I give it to them. So not all of us are the same. While some do take money, and please don't get me started on that, because the further up the chain you go, the higher they get paid. And at the top, you get an Uber car. But that's not me. Okay, so you should never judge all tenants the same. Because we all have agendas. And the majority of us are doing the best that we can to fight with management, to fight with 250 Broadway, mm -hmm. to fight with everybody on the upper scale from Greg Russ on down to make sure our tenants get what they're supposed to get. When they tell us we don't have money for yeah. it, I fight tooth and nail. I call every newspaper, I call every media reporter I can get my hands on to get things done over here. I don't let anybody stop me. That's why I said, did, did Cynthia say anything yet? <laughs> yeah. You knew no. it was coming. Yeah, uh-huh. Because no. I've been fighting of too course, of course. to get this position. Yeah. I had a TA president didn't hold meetings, mm -hmm. and NYCHA wanted her to stay president right. because she didn't make any way. Right, right, right. They like the but control. But she's gone now. Right. They like that control. They love the control. Mm -hmm. The majority of the reason why you can't get NYCHA tenants to band together, unfortunately, is because 80% of them are either seniors mm -hmm. and they have been so preconditioned to the terrorist acts 
of the NYCHA executives for all their life, they're afraid to make waves. Right. Yeah. They're intimidated beyond where they feel if they ask for hot water, which they're entitled to, mm-hmm. they're going to lose their apartment. So they'll sit there and not say nothing because they've already been preconditioned not to fight. And if you don't have them, then you have the new wave that comes in that doesn't care about anything except for where they're going to get their next blunt from. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's why we have such a hard problem banding together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. I was actually at um, Holmes and Isaac's, you know, I'm in um, Isaac houses. I know. I was feeding uh, residents, you know, and it was happening for a while, and I still could probably get it here and there. But I did it for well over a month. And then once I started doing it, and the resident association president of Isaacs could have been doing it. She wasn't doing it. All of a sudden, now you want to do it? uh, My residents couldn't get fed because, and my development is so big, there are eight presidents. Mm -hmm. They have us broken down into eight. Okay. One specific one where all the drop-offs were designated, Mm -hmm. decided that she was going to control all the food and not give it out to the rest of us. Right, right. So the rest of us, our seniors, were starving. Mm -hmm. So I had to go find outsources that were willing to give us food. Exactly. Douglas Houses, Carmen Quinones, was the main one. Mm -hmm. She started splitting her food with me to feed my seniors. Right. And shout out to When no one else was willing willing to help. Carmen came to and fed my residents every single week. And shout out to Eddie Lewis, my district leader, uh, male district leader. He was... He was actually driving food down to me, sometimes eight and ten boxes. Wow. You know, a couple every exactly. couple of days and I was feeding you've seen some of the pictures on social media. I'm feeding the residents. We and, started and, off with shopping carts, okay. pushing ourselves to yeah. Douglas. Yeah, yeah. So bring the food back. Right. Then somebody donated a hair truck. Right. Then somebody offered their van. Right. It was whatever it a takes, thankless right? job whatever in the heat. It whatever takes. it took yeah. to transport food, mm-hmm. I did. Right, and then it's time. Nobody I had got to go. any money off right. of it. No, mo- no money got greased in my hand. Talk about it, yeah. And I'm not a resident association president. I'm just leading the community. Exactly. But I still, and it's times that he couldn't bring it down. I would go up uptown in Harlem, pick it up, and jump in a cab. You know, my friend. I took and, plenty yeah. of Ubers yeah. down yeah. with my own money. Some with people boxes of food me. in it to feed yeah. people. So, Some Cynthia, refused, Cynthia, I have yeah. a quick question. Right, I have a quick yes. question. Your predecessor, what type of TA president was he or she? <laughs> Such as what? She was She was title only. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So she, she had was... the title. She never even had a meeting for the residents, never had a family day. Wow. Didn't do anything. People would go to her with complaints uh-huh. in their apartment. She wouldn't write a letter for them. She wouldn't talk to management for them. They were ringing my bell mm-hmm. while she had the title. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a, you'll have a lot of that. You'll have a lot of that. That it's title only, and they're not doing anything. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And so, that's what NYCHA likes. Right. 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 They don't want anyone to to make ripples. Mm-hmm. 
Right. They don't want you to right. rock in the I, boat. I make a wave. <laughs> I don't rock it. I flip it over. We go way back. I know you well. <laughs> um, Cynthia, is that the only way I can yes. get you on the show is if, 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 if I mildly offend you? Because I wasn't trying to offend you. But you no. didn't say anything the whole time. <laughs> she was quiet. And, and then she popped up. She's like, ah. Uh-uh. I said, did she not, say anything? I knew that was something. I knew that was a little, little ankle bite, a little ankle. You, you, the ankle. you know you're welcome to come on at any time yeah. that you want to call. You know what Thank I'm saying? Thank you. I will. You know, if you want to come physically, we can work that out too. Yeah, right you know, if you want to okay. come on and do the you camera thing, that's cool. We can work something out if you want to come sit in. Yes, we can work it out. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, we'll absolutely. work it out for the next time. Yeah, I, I, look, I keep my mask on, so the men do what yeah. they do. I have my mask on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we good and, you know, yeah. and I guess um, I just want to say uh, all TA peasants are not bad so I didn't want to make it seem no. that way I was just critiquing and criticizing the what ones we know. deal with right, right. In, right. in Long Island City but right. I know TA peasants and I get City that believe me I get that right. when we when we have when there are times that NYCHA has president only meetings mm-hmm. where we come in from every borough and I leave there with my head ringing mm-hmm. because it, it, it is you know Everywhere you go, good cops, bad cops, right. good teachers, bad teachers, good sure. presidents, bad right. presidents. Yeah. You're going to find them no matter what right. direction right. you go into. But it's you have to learn how to maneuver around the bad one. You're right. And, Cynthia, and believe me, I, I've been ducking and, and swerving for years until I got this position. I didn't need the title to do the work. I right. did the work Thank for you. three years Thank you. before I had the title. Talk about it. And you know you also I could care less about a title. You also when I had put that little post up, my little video about the PPE, the the hand sanitizer, which yep. was in my development, listen to this rock, since mm-hmm. April thirtieth. And it the lady I didn't know. give it out to like June second, June third. How oh, you wow. sit on that? That whole PPE yeah. was a sham. Yeah. Because and, it was a deal worked out with one person mm-hmm. and the governor. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put it like that. <laughs> One person, mm. and that one person volunteered all the presidents without taking into consideration that you have presidents of senior buildings mm. that had no business being involved with all this PPE mm. and giving it out and giving out masks when they should have been isolating at home. Mm. You had ten of presidents that died from the beginning of COVID, wow. whose buildings still don't have PPE given out because they're sitting in a warehouse because the president passed away during COVID. Mm-hmm. But the person who decided to put us in charge of this didn't think that far ahead. Because mm-hmm. that person was too busy making a hand deal, handshake deal with the governor kissing his behind again. Right, right. Okay, yeah. so that's when we got thrown into the thankless job mm-hmm. of PPE and how to, listen, the, the, the army showed up at my building. I remember seeing photos. With yes. a truck. Right. You saw my photos. Yeah, I did, I did. I had yeah. people coming down the block. Was it the National Guard or Was it the, the National Guard? Na- no, it was, it was the National Guard. Right. Sorry, okay. it was okay. the National Guard. Okay. Okay. They showed up in front of my house. Right, yeah. Unannounced. Yeah. Didn't tell me nothing. I don't Crazy. live in a project. I live in a brownstone. Mm-hmm. People came out of their apartments. It looked like something out of the Pied Piper of Hamilton. <laughs> they came running down the block to get sanitizer and masks. Mm-hmm. And I'm standing out there hollering, go home, get away from me. Wow. 
They were going to bring all of that into my apartment because nobody told them where the community rooms were. So they showed up at every president's front doorstep with all the stuff. (laughs) And then we got ours. And then we had to figure it. Crazy. Right. She got ours, but it took us Mm -hmm. a month to figure out how to safely Mm -hmm. give it out without people bombarding us. It had to be done strategically. Mm-hmm. I needed help. I'm in walk-ups. 36 right. buildings all well, you walk-ups. You had a whole different dynamic at your... Yeah. yeah. But no elevators. Three, no nothing. Right. It's three, an extremely... Three buildings is no way. She right. had what's the, what's she how, many, had how high are the stories? Right. How many stories are, are we talking? The walk-ups? Us. You know, um, how, how the high 36 buildings, they range between four and five stories. Stories up. Okay. Yeah. But the 36 buildings and they're scattered. They're not all on the same block. We are spread out from a five block radius. How many buildings you have? All 36? All 36 belong to me. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of buildings. That's That's a lot lot of of responsibility. A lot of responsibility. And a lot of responsibility. Thank you for your service. (laughs) No, you're here, but right? You, You know, you do what you do, you know? Yeah. Like you said, I was fortunate enough to have Goddard Riverside lend me their youth counselors Mm, who who bravely walked up and down the stairs of all 36 buildings and personally knocked on doors and handed out the stuff while I stood downstairs hollering up to the people (laughs) to let them in and take it from them. Awesome. Thank you. Because there's no way I could do that. But we work together as a unit over here. And those kids, because God was like, we didn't want to lay them off, but we didn't have much for them to do because there was no after school going on. So they gave me their kids. I signed their timesheets and sent them out. Awesome. Cynthia, you get the button. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got to get that. Because you you put in work, you know what I'm saying? And, And I love the fact that you know, I love to hear good NYCHA stories. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Not all NYCHA's bad. That's right. You know right. what I'm saying? No, there's, it's not. There's, there's good things that are happening, and I love when I hear She's like right. We work. Stories. We work hard for our residents. Some yeah. of us actually care. We're not in it for the one up the ladder or who, who's going to give me some money or who's right. going to endorse me. Right. If you want to help, you help. If you don't, I'm going to find someone who will. One of the key things you said was you was doing this work before you was a resident association person, and that's what counts. Right. Before oh, she got elected. Yep. Yeah. Like, right. yeah. The job didn't make you who you were. You right. was already that. Right. No. There you go. I was already that. Yeah, was already they were that, stopping so. me in the street going, this woman's not doing that. I'm like, I know. She lives in my building. She's ignorant. <laughs> okay, but it got a little bit that they were ringing my bell at one in the morning, and I was like, okay, wow. we got to put a lid on this. Wow. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's, sometimes it can be a thankless job, but when you see that you've gotten someone a new floor right. or you've gotten their, their collapsed ceiling fixed, yes. then you know it wasn't thankless. It, yeah. was, it meant something it to meant someone. Something. That is powerful. Yeah. We didn't have gas for a whole year over here. And everybody got mad at me because I asked all the elected officials to donate turkeys because people were paying for food for an entire year. Wow. And the gas came on the week before Thanksgiving. Mm. Mm, wow. So they do- donated so many turkeys. With the turkeys we had left over, we cooked them all up in my community room for all the seniors who were too old to cook. Oh, and we fed them. We fed everyone who wanted to come in that community room 
got a meal from us. Wow. Yeah, see, that's that's just yeah, that's, the, that's those, what it's about. And those right. are the good stories, right? Yeah. And that's a good yeah. TA president. And that's an organization that is organized, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. you know, and and, yeah. and mobilized, really. right? You know what I'm saying? And that's big. Damn, yeah. Cynthia, thank you. Yep. So, you're Cynthia, welcome. you you gonna call in uh, next week? Well, she's coming. Oh, you're gonna Cynthia. We may. We should just have you. Why don't we just set up a time and you know we yeah, give you some time. You can become a guest yeah, right from on. your home. Just call in. We know a certain time you're gonna oh, call oh, in. Or you can just come. If you or you can come. Yeah, either we're or. Gonna, we're gonna work that yeah. out. We're gonna Cause she's come. already a guest we'll from. Work from it out. She's already a guest from our home. Right. Right. She's right. doing that now. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. And when you so, call, we're gonna have your picture. We're gonna put your picture up somehow. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 You know, I was getting texts from ESP. She's like, let the young blood flow. Let them flow. I'm like, chill. Yeah. I'm letting them flow. Yeah. But yeah. you're also kind of running a show at the same time. You know what I'm right. saying? A lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. What do you have going on here? Somebody hit you with something there. Make sure. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't hit that button. Yeah, I don't know what that is. <laughs> that, that don't even look yeah. correct. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe, you know, Zuma. ESP's like, Zuma. Man, maybe we can do that. We'll see if we can get it together. Yeah. Is that can we can we do that? Can we it, actually it, have somebody? Can it, we do this on Zoom? And it, there was an issue with the Zoom, but I think that it's something I have to pay for. Okay, to allow Zoom to come into the system. That's basically okay. what it is. So okay, I've been working on it for weeks, and then kind of figured out it's like, oh duh, you got to pay a fee okay. to mm-hmm. get that extra um, feature. Right, you know what I'm saying? And then I'll be able to do that, and then we can zoom in from the living room or something. But have you been? I mean, I, I like to meet her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and she's really, she really sounds She'll come one day. really cool, extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. she sounds extremely. really cool. You know, so I think that would be dope. Anything else you guys want to talk about? Because we had an hour twenty-eight. Oh, we went over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just want to um, give a big shout out to to Brother Sugar Ray, man. Do keep doing the work you, that you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope the other young folks, you know, follow his lead. Because we need more young people, you know, especially at night to get involved and lead this fight for us. You know, so big shout out to him. And I, ho- I hope others are inspired in his age group to take on the role of leadership. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, man, he was dope. And, and I uh, want to shout out Rebecca Lamort. Um, she's running for city council district five. Okay. When I call on her, she helps distribute food with me. You know, she's also did some other work for somebody else because I couldn't do it. I had something else to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she helped me with the voter registration and all of that, you know, um, census work. Like, you know, we're like a team. And, right. you know, if she's yeah. available, she's there. And I appreciate that because it's, you know. And we should invite her on the show. Yeah, yeah, We should do yeah. that. And uh, just for you guys that are tuned in, um, obviously, you can see this on Facebook Live, and it can be a replay. I replay it on my page on the Real Discussion with Rock Logic. Uh, I repeat, I replay uh, it on my MC Sticky page. Um, Sandrea replays it on her page. Stan replays it. So, you know, if you have people that haven't seen it, they can see the replay. Also, the One Nitra broadcast mm-hmm. is also available on iHeartRadio, iTunes, uh, not iTunes Music, Apple Music, tuned in. Spotify, okay. and pretty much any place that you uh, consume your 
uh, podcast uh, information. And so, visit our page too. We and, have a one page. What is the what is the what one is the page? Nitra. One nitra. Yeah, visit our page and the Holmes Isaac Coalition page too is running from there too. Okay. And yeah. then share it also. Yeah. I mean, we would love if you could share it on your pages and and all that, just so we get the word out right. as much as possible. So. With that, I mean, we're at an hour 30. You don't want to call it, you want to call it out. I think we're 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 a long up. show. I think we're good. Yeah, wrap this up. Let's yeah. wrap right, it up. You know what? We're going to wrap it up. I'm going to hit the beat. We will see y'all next week at 4.30, yes. all right? Yes. One night. And please, spread the word, y'all. Spread right. the word because this is your show. Right. This is your show. If uh, you know, if you want a complaint to be voiced, this is your show. You want to reach the activists that are that the activists in your communities are tuned into this show. Right. People that you don't even know are there. They're tuned into the show. Voice your opinion in the chat room. Yeah. Make the phone call. Email us. Email us. You you we're giving you a direct plug in. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of y'all, let's just tell the truth, y'all don't come to the meetings. <laughs> right? Don't come to the meetings. Okay. I mean, y'all don't tough. come to the meetings. I'm just saying. So with that being said, you ain't gotta come to the meetings. We'd like for you to come to the meetings, but here you can any anything you want to complain about, you can complain about on this platform. Right. And there's way more resources on this platform that are paying attention to the show and listening to the show. You know what I'm saying? So with that, we will bid them an adieu. I'm, I'm good. good. All right, here you go. Here goes the beat, y'all. Yeah.